Welcome to the Mug and Bucket Show with Piyush Shinde, a podcast that documents inspirational tales of prominent personalities from arts, sports, politics, and business settings, and focuses on how they won their unannounced moments, which triggered a change in them and made an impact. Here is your host, Piyush Shinde. Hi guys, welcome to the Mug and Bucket podcast. Today we have with us none other than Jitendra Choksi. He is founder and director of online platform Squats.in. His journey started from being a regular IT professional to becoming a certified sports nutrition specialist. JC has come a long way in the fitness world and has a vision of creating one lakh jobs in the fitness industry and transforming around fifty million people. Thank you, JC, for coming on the show. Thanks for inviting me, buddy. So, uh, JC, I mean, uh, let's start. When I contacted you, I guess you were in Singapore, right. and uh, I got in touch with Anuja on your uh, insistence. She told me that you were in Australia before that, and mm-hmm. it was a long fifteen-day travel schedule that you were on. Right. So now, tell us, uh, or maybe want you know, I want to understand, and probably listeners also, when you mm-hmm. have such long schedules. Mm-hmm. what exactly uh, what kind of traveling do you do are you a casual traveler hippie mm-hmm. you just put things in your bag you have a nice body you're going to look sexy anyways uh-huh. so you just dump it and just go or uh, is it uh, pick up and choose things and uh-huh. then go so how is it that you travel okay uh, so a lot of people might hate me for saying this and uh, uh-huh. they might even get surprised because okay. i hate traveling yes oh. i hate traveling and i hate the comfort of leaving the house uh, i love it when i'm in my routine mm-hmm. and i love my food at the same time i love to go to the gym every single day and traveling just disrupts it so when you are on these trips mm-hmm. uh, so do you get time to work out like i i try work? to find out so previously it was problematic like i used to work out in the hotel but now i ask specifically these guys to book hotels and oh. you know either strategic locations or uh or you know the hotels which have gyms uh i think travelers traveling is sort of a compulsion for me because uh, there's two things first you have business and you have to expand you have to explore second thing uh it's a great learning okay so i travel not for the fun part of it but okay. uh, the amount of learning that you get so even when i'm traveling i don't i don't go to the beaches and uh, do all that stuff i i interact with people i try to observe i try to see how people are doing things there uh differently from here and you know you learn those things and bring it back here and see how those things can be implemented here so it's a great learning So I hate traveling okay but uh, you know the learning part is really great so uh, i mean that gets me to the next question uh, you know you, this is this is my personal observation and i'm going to ask one of yours so mm-hmm. uh, you know like a typical middle class family or you know lower middle class family what they do when they travel is mm-hmm. uh, you know they'll stuff their bags and you know the <laughs> chains and the buttons of the bags are right. almost about to surrender right, right. and you see uh, these you know rich people or i might yeah. not call them rich or high class but mm-hmm. you know these people you know their bags you know the bags also look so classy Yeah. as if they have come out of a spa session right. you know have you observed those things I mean, those <laughs> are like really funny uh-huh. i have observed those things so such incidences uh, with you at the airport or might be traveling anywhere some incidences which funny yeah so uh, yeah i'm i'm like one of those rich and uh, classy people <laughs> but uh, i'll tell you the secret behind those rich and classy people sometimes they have to wear the same underwear twice <laughs> Yeah, there you go. So you know, there's there's uh, different sides to different mm-hmm. way of traveling. So my back is like super super light. So it has happened with me sometimes that I had to. <laughs> <laughs> okay, that's a yeah. good insight I might say for the listeners. Yeah. yeah. So, but yeah, I I love traveling super light, uh, because I think the whole journey and everything. I mean, blah, 
carrying a bag and then you know like the the bags look like they're about to explode any minute i don't like that so most of the times when i'm traveling domestic mm-hmm. i just uh, have a handbag with me and that's it has most of the things brush and stuff and you know like where i travel like okay i mean that was very interesting from jc so jc we are going to move on to our first section okay. uh, which is uh, we called as random mind so we are okay. going to pick your mind randomly we are going uh-huh. to ask you random questions okay. so there is going to be no correlation uh-huh. as such but you know this will uh, help listeners to get you know better you know so uh, here's the first question i i know that you come from a small village in mp called uh, pulaha yeah and uh, now you have made it Uh, to pune and right. kind of this is your home now yes so uh, how long have you been in pune and which is your favorite go to place like whenever jc is happy sad you will find jc at some place well, that's an interesting question uh, so i've been living in pune for almost 6 uh, years now and uh, you'd be surprised to know that pune is the place where i actually started my life journey okay. the real journey so mm-hmm. back in 2008 i was i was in pune and then recession came i was working here in an it company and then i was like parceled back home and uh, at that point of time i had decided that you know pune is the place where i'm going to live because it was so beautiful even back in 2008 when there was nothing it was just green and amazing people were really amazing and uh, you know the full circle of life uh-huh. how you end up yeah. you know getting what you want if you yeah. want it uh, you know like uh, badly enough so i ended up in pune and uh, like it was all a big accident but i'm glad it yeah. happened so i'm back in pune and uh, i think if you ask me what's my favorite place um so i'm not a food guy of course so there's no restaurants <laughs> uh i think i'd say my favorite place is my home and uh, my okay. office i mean apart from home if say for example if you uh-huh. have to you know chill out with your daughter as a leisure activity where mm-hmm. is it that jc would prefer to go in pune look i suck that way okay i'd be honest i'm like a very very boring and uh, empathetic okay. that way i i don't have a social life <laughs> okay so uh, guys uh, you know where to find jc when uh, he's he's not in office <laughs> or maybe when he's not at home you know where to find him yeah you you can probably find me at uh the gym you know because i i love working yeah out, people so. know that i mean people uh, would gym is like a synonymous with jc right now so uh, <laughs> there's something which uh, people uh, want to do apart from gyming i guess they can find you at these two places <laughs> So uh that gets me to a very interesting question now uh this is a second question that name your all time favorite maa ke haath ka khana maa ke haath ka khana okay so dal chawal wow you're my <laughs> you know long lost brother i can't live without rice it's all carbohydrates here <laughs> uh one preferred diet food like when you're on diet or when you're on routine uh-huh. one preferred eggs eggs okay yeah. and one favorite cheat dish That's interesting. I think dal chawal. <laughs> Again dal chawal. Oh wow. <laughs> Listeners, you know what JC likes when he's on his uh, cheat days. Yeah. Uh JC now uh, this is something which is kind of uh, sort of personal. I have seen mm-hmm. uh, your appearances on TV and uh, on YouTube. Mm-hmm. So uh, I'm sure that you must be having some brand preferences. Right. Okay. To you know how you carry yourself mm-hmm. on day to day basis. So uh, so tell us which mm-hmm. brand do you prefer in the following categories? I'll name it and mm-hmm. you just have to tell the name. Okay. So clothing uh splash and hnm watch i don't wear watches shoes <laughs> i mostly get them as gifts uh automotive mercedes yeah that was very straightforward perfumes i get them as gifts and bathing cosmetics any particular soap that jc uses <laughs> my wife my my wife buys them for me <laughs> 
so but but any specific soap which you like like fragrance or something no no she picks it out for me and she says you know this is going to smell good okay <laughs> okay so that gets me to the next question now uh, we saw a post uh, by your sister on facebook which mm-hmm. said that uh, she is very close to her grandmom yeah uh, so who is jc close to in the family well that's that's interesting you know because <laughs> i've been a loner all my life okay? okay um i think that would be my dad like and you'd be surprised like i i don't talk to my dad as much uh, as much as i talk to my mom but i think i'm more close to my dad in terms of the way he thinks the way i think and we are, we are pretty much the same character okay. uh, but uh, yeah it's yeah. A, it's a very interesting question okay, okay. <laughs> i didn't i didn't think it through okay so uh, if jc is in deep trouble uh-huh. who is the first person he will call i think i'll call rohit chatopadhyay or bala actually okay, uh, okay. so these are the guys who started squats with me so i know okay. i can count on these guys and uh, yeah there's of so course any kind of problem you probably would call these two guys yeah and i'd probably shout at them yeah like it's it's like my rant space you know so i i am not the person who usually rants or shouts randomly you know you have to protect yourself from the public eye uh-huh. so that's that's where i actually reveal my dark side wow <laughs> so rohit and bala yeah so now that leads me to the question since you uh-huh. have named rohit and bala mm-hmm. so uh correct me if i'm wrong there mm-hmm. are around 6 members in your board committee i'm not i'm discounting sunil shetty because he right. recently funded right right uh, but the core uh, board committee i'm saying uh-huh. so uh, now i'll ask you questions you just have to name who's who okay, okay? Uh, who is the funny bone in the team rohit who eats the most sonal okay uh, who is the procrastinator bala and who is the one who's never on time for the meetings that would be rohit Okay so uh, all the board members you have a very plain feedback from uh, JC <laughs> so JC that was uh, uh, fun now we are moving mm-hmm. into more you know interesting questions now okay. this is something i i know you'd love to answer uh-huh. so uh, what if you wake up one morning and see yourself turning into sunil shetty what would you do it's <laughs> <laughs> a very interesting question i i, I wish i had hair like him Um, mm-hmm. I don't. So But what would you do? You you end up you know uh, uh, realizing that you're Sunil Shetty now in the morning. Now what are you going to do? The first thing I'll find JC. Yeah. Uh, so I mean, I saw a lot of uh, photos, I guess, on Instagram with uh-huh. uh, your daughter you know, right. and some funny, right. uh, weird pictures. So uh, tell us an instance or maybe instances when you did funny and weird things to make her smile. Yeah. So I've worn makeup. <laughs> uh, <laughs> she was kind of trying to braid my hair and she was uh like making me wear the princess uh, yeah yeah i saw that know, pic i saw that tiara pic. i think that's sad and my daughter like i just love her man okay. uh, what what wouldn't a guy do for their Obviously, kids that's a very so, special bond yeah very very special bond so i think i love her more than anything in, so, in this so world, so so that's the only instance when you did something weird no, something which the every, public every, doesn't know every day every day <laughs> <laughs> something i mean you have to share something some a memory which you know you actually went out of your way and you know it, like you did that particular uh, thing for her and you know you reflected oh wow i have a daughter and you know i have done the most weirdest thing for her for her smile okay so i was trying to wear my wife's clothes <laughs> <laughs> okay <laughs> didn't fit didn't fit but but she had a good laugh she said so wow that's 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 uh, what's her name by the way I, rachel uh, we all love you rachel this is from your father yeah. jc So uh what is the most ridiculous thing that someone tricked you into believing? Yeah, I mean there might be so many things because I'm kind of an idiot that way. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, but any specific but, uh, memory? Mm, not really. Okay. Not really. So we move on to the next question. 
what is your biggest fear my biggest fear there's a there's a lot of fears um so i i, I see that the world is going in a very bad phase and uh, you know how uh, there's this guy in avengers movie tony stark and he has this vision that something's going to happen so i think i'm i'm kind of paranoid that way okay and uh, i see that if i don't wake up and solve enough problems so i'm i'm like that you know i think like that uh, it's not nice thing like people would say why why are you so paranoid just this way yeah so i'm i'm a little scared that way uh do you speak any foreign languages we know you speak one so yeah, that, I, that's pretty much it so uh, english so, yeah only english yeah but uh, we did some research and we found out that you speak spanish as well <laughs> yeah so don't try to hide jc please okay so <laughs> so the, the, there's a story behind that okay like okay. how how we are all uh, are young and we have these uh, so back back then i used to have uh, when i was in class 11 12 i got in touch with this spanish girl mm-hmm. and uh, she taught me a little bit of spanish but that's it okay. so so can you like can you speak a line like if you want to say something can you speak something in uh-huh. spanish for our listeners yeah uh, solo hablo un poquito español Uh, what does that mean please? it means i speak very little spanish <laughs> oh wow so and uh, lastly for this uh, section there's a last question mm-hmm. if you were a mobile application mm-hmm. uh which app would you be and why forgot be tinder tinder wow yeah. uh, and what's the reason why do you want to be i think the interface is really cool so we recently downloaded all of us in the office downloaded tinder and we saw how easy it is to use <laughs> <laughs> it's a beautiful ui yeah so uh this was fun jc i mean mm-hmm. this was really fun uh, it was jc unplugged uh, so let's move on to our next section uh-huh. uh, which is the mug and bucket section so here uh, i will ask you series of questions mm-hmm. uh, that will help our listeners know your mug and bucket moment so we are going to ask you questions and at the end mm-hmm. there will be this uh, the mug and bucket question which mm-hmm. will you know kind of right uh, lead to you know what you are and how you have come this way mm-hmm. what happened that day mm-hmm. which you know actual chemical locha happened in your mind right okay so uh here's the first question so now i i went on your website uh, the the refurbished one i guess it's more branded with a fitter thing now and there's a vision and narrative uh, mm-hmm. which says uh, a fitter better and a smaller uh, i'm sorry smarter. a smarter word yeah. what made you brand your narrative for squats that way i mean you could have said a lot of other things mm-hmm. i mean there are a lot of other catch phrases and mm-hmm. those are working as well but mm-hmm. this is something which you know caught my eye uh, so what was story behind this mm-hmm. you know naming or putting it that way so uh, you know what happens is sometimes when you look back at your journey and uh, uh, so i am a kind of guy who learns from my own journey rather than you know different people and i know it's it's kind of stupid of me that i don't uh, follow somebody or i don't like uh, you know a walk on somebody else's footprints because my own journey has been um, a kind of a very uh, you know like it's 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 an, it's been amazing to be very honest you know i i wasn't the guy who was meant to all, do all these things i didn't have the right kind of education i didn't have you know like if you look at my journey like mm-hmm. from where i started i sometimes feel that you know the kind of things i've done i've achieved they're crazy like totally out of place that's yeah. so not me and so most of the times i look back at my journey and uh, i figure that you know there's there's something something happening here and uh, what's happening is i'm becoming more and more responsible i've started caring more and more for the people around me and i've realized that i have this innate ability to uh, you know figure things out and uh, solve problems i realized that uh, you know the only problem this world is facing is not fitness there are bigger challenges and the more i travel the more i roam around the world i realize that uh like i said i'm a little paranoid that way and uh, so you have to just start 
identifying those problems and solve them. And the way you can solve those problems is, uh, of course, you have to be fit so you, your body does not bother you. Then you have to you have to really think and you have to apply your brains. And uh, it's not just about applying your brains. You have to apply your brains in the right direction. Mm-hmm. That's more important. Yeah. You know, so when people say think big, think different, I say think nice. Okay, think good. And that's the key. So fitter, better and smarter world is basically uh, about making people fit, allow them to think better and allow them to think smarter. So that's what uh, the whole squad. So that was a thoughtful story. And then the narrative came in. Yeah. And it actually also talks about different kind of businesses that squats in and uh, the the so better is basically our NGO which is a not-for-profit organization it serves different purpose and uh, smarter is basically our uh, venturing into AI and robotics okay. so culmination of all these three uh, ingredients to make this world a truly a fitter better and smarter place so that that was the whole intent now some of the things have not started yet mm-hmm. they will happen in future but you have to have that vision you have to have that uh, you know thought process like 10 years down the line what do you want to do 20 years down the line and that was uh, like this whole thing was a culmination of that vision. Interesting. So say for example, now, you know, let's let's uh, try and understand squats mm-hmm. as an entity. So I'll try to, you know, uh, generalize a question. So say for example, one of our listeners comes to you and uh, tells that, you know, he's facing, he or she is mm-hmm. having a bad lifestyle. Mm-hmm. Okay. You know, uh, bad eating habits, mm-hmm. a lot of work stress right. and, you know, less sleep, negligible or no exercise. So, uh, in that case, how would you or say for that matter, squats help him or her? And how is it doing different from the competition? Right. So, we have to understand that most of the people, if you ask them, what is Ralph Lauren? What is Ray-Ban? What is uh, Dolce and Gabbana? And even kids, they would know that. Surprisingly, the same people would not know how many calories are there in fats, protein and carbohydrates. Humanity can survive without fashion, but it cannot survive without fitness. You know, well said. Yeah, but uh, you see, fashion is always moving forward, like from something, something, something. It's it keeps on evolving, right? And so many f- people have followed fashion. So you have to understand that the main reason why fashion is growing and uh, you know why people follow it is because there's a people element attached to it. So the whole world is essentially uh, becoming a marketplace mm-hmm. for everything, wherein people are constantly touch with each other, but there's a huge disconnect in terms of what they are connecting with each other for. You know, for example, if you go on Facebook, you'll see people fighting political fights. Twitter is for fighting. Uh, Instagram is for, you know, like booty pics and uh, workout pics and TikTok is for stupidity. There's a, there's a lot of people who find disconnect in these kind of things. Wherein fitness, if you, if you blend in fitness and you bring fitness as a common interest and somehow you promote that as a culture, just like food was a culture at one point of time. It still is. Mm-hmm. And that's why people eat food. Like nobody ever said that you have to cut a cake for a wedding or a like a cake for a birthday. We just do it. Yeah. We do it because somebody else did it. Right? When a lot of people do certain things, it just promotes a certain behavior in the society. And that's what we have to understand. Fitness is not something which you can do in isolation. There has to be a group of people who are talking about fitness, who are doing fitness, who are helping people into fitness. Fitness has to become the new religion. And for that, you need to have enough number of followers. And that's what squats is all about. Squats is about fitness. We live fitness, we breathe fitness, and we tell people, you know, once people come in, become part of fitness, uh, a part of fitter and squats, they feel like this this is where they belong. Mm -hmm. Because everybody's speaking the same language. There's no discrimination, there's no racism, there's no politics, there's uh, there's no problems, there's no crime. Fitness is about lifting ourselves up and lifting other people up. So fitness is great. 
you know and that's what so, we are trying uh, to uh, i mean uh, this is a very uh, you know nice of you to explain uh, what squats does but uh, when it comes to the competition i'm sure mm-hmm. you know looking at you a lot of people must be mm-hmm. uh, into that phase you know starting something like squats or mm-hmm. maybe you know replicate that model mm-hmm. so uh, in that way i get the essence or idea but i would love you to you know elaborate more on to how you would be different mm-hmm. in future or maybe on your ongoing processes mm-hmm. uh, different than your competitors right so like i said people don't uh, uh, people would want to pursue something in isolation but that those efforts don't go very far okay so you have to have uh, we are trying to bring about a cultural shift now i don't know which other companies trying to do that or uh, how honest are their efforts I think in the end uh when it comes to tech we are also evolving very fast compared to our competitors we are way ahead um in terms of tech in terms of usage of ai in terms of analytics and all those things and that's why we are doing much better revenues in terms of uh you know clientele and we have much better results compared to our competitors uh, this is without any kind of marketing and funding so we are clearly doing something good but like you said how are we going to make sure that we are going to continue doing something uh, better in the future so i think it all boils down to the intent what's the end goal right and uh, if if finances are your end goal then you'll end up making some mistakes which we will be there to capitalize on because mm-hmm. our end intent is not finances yeah. it's to reach 50 million people create one lakh jobs yeah. and so i have realized that uh, over the last 3 years despite no business background and despite like like i said i totally didn't deserve this but uh, somehow things have worked out you know somehow things have worked out people have associated uh, people have come on board people have guided me and so i think it's uh, sometimes you know it's uh, it's you who drive the changes and sometimes the changes drive you okay so i feel that this this whole community of 500000 people is just is just forcing me to think beyond and do better and better so i don't know how i'm going to stay ahead uh, from my competitors but i know one thing i will always be the organization that cares okay uh, very well said in fact you know i really liked the uh, word you used intent you know that is what matters and uh, you right. know that is what is seen and you know it uh, i guess uh, squats exudes that uh, kind of uh, intent that you have uh, for the fitness so uh, yes that's uh, uh, about it so we go to the next question uh, so now uh, i was telling you before we started the show this is my friend akash you know right. who comes to us and you know tells us there's this guy jc mm-hmm. and dude i saw his seminar and you know he's he's kind of doing extremely uh, you know badass stuff you'll get six packs and also <laughs> that was a day when uh, i'll i'll sound foolish but that was a day i got to know that we all have six packs it's just yeah. the fat layer which is covering our right. six packs so uh, now the question boils down to a very interesting topic which i guess you mentioned you know your squats has not done marketing right. uh, that is what even is written on your website right. and you know that is what also you have gone on record and said a uh, right. few times right. so now uh, when something like this happens you now there are two different things you know there's mm-hmm. this guy and this was very initial uh, mm-hmm. stages of squats right. he comes to me and tells that this there's this guy mm-hmm. so for me uh, that was something as brand crafting correct uh, so you know you were crafting your brand right you know back then and when you say uh, you know that you are not doing marketing mm-hmm. uh, per se so i understand that that is not a traditional marketing where you go bang bang yeah. okay so now i want to know how did you craft your brand you know right from the right. starting what what did you do when you don't have money mm-hmm. what exactly did you do how did you conduct seminar say for example if mm-hmm. that's one of the ways mm-hmm. how did you approach so what was that process of brand crafting behind jitendra choksi right so like i said you know uh, my journey <laughs> my journey has been pretty interesting so every time i have to i have to like think um in terms of what i have to do in the future i just look at the past and the way things have uh things started 
and 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 that provides me a great deal of insight so every time i uh, plan something for the future i look back and see how it started and uh, i think it all boils down to the core value you know what is it exactly that people are looking for are you given that uh, that's that's everything if you look at advertisement what are advertisements it's like you are trying to give them something which they might or might not want you're just reaching out to them right but eventually it is them who decide what they want right so if you are just giving people what they want they will love you for it and uh, if you are doing it better uh, for like uh, in a transparent manner in an accountable manner trustworthy manner and uh, if it carries certain value and if it's free then then crazy people go crazy about it right because i i am somebody who doesn't doubt people you know i i i tend to believe first then doubt and i believe everybody is made uh, that way you know it's just that our own inherent fears uh, prevent us from reaching out to people but i think when i started off you know i was very vocal about everything that i was going to do i was i was like idiot and uh, when i when i said i'm going to make 50 million people fit a lot of people laughed about it but there were some people who connected and I said you know this guy is doing something like i connected with you you know i saw your page you just started this is the first thing but like i said i i can smell our uh, stinky thoughts and when i when i first read about you and at this thing i could smell something fresh yeah and i think this freshness is what people need to uh, understand you know i think I, i i carried that freshness then and i try to carry that freshness now you know so my ideas don't sting so people want to believe me people want to trust me and i just want to uh, build on top of that okay and it's serving me well so why would i do something else okay uh, just to you know sum it up so back then uh, it was again you know it boils down to the intent that mm-hmm. uh, you had for the people yes. and that's how you started crafting your brand or maybe not your brand i would say uh, the scots in itself i am yeah. sure you know you were not behind branding yourself yeah. uh, in the yeah. first place yeah. but uh, it was the branding of intent i yes. would call you know there's something yeah. new term which we have yeah. come up yeah. with branding of intent yeah. i hope this goes viral yeah <laughs> <laughs> so um, now now there's an interesting question jc mm-hmm. i mean you know i remember there was this guy uh, who accused you on linkedin mm-hmm. right and i had put a comment on it specifically because i really liked the way you come out clean he was mm-hmm. telling you uh, you know this is another uh, kind of uh, what do you say scam where you know a bollywood person mm-hmm. invests and you know you look for big vcs and all those crap right, he was right, telling right, right. and i guess you came up with some screenshot i guess yeah. you sent him a screenshot what was that screenshot <laughs> that was a last year's uh, audit report i have never seen in my entire life any guy doing that like hats off to you for that <laughs> and i'll urge people to go and please watch that thread again i mean there is something really uh, brave uh, to do so this stems out from uh, that conversation so here's um, a question like you and squats have come a long way right uh, in the sense that there was a very good organic growth so uh, why did you opt for funding in the first place if the organic growth was very good well we didn't okay. we are still bootstrapped Okay, so but uh, Sunil Shetty invested, so he st- took up the stakes, or like, how does it? Like, people would Look, love to know that. Part. Yeah, so sadly, you know, that's that's something where we 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 have to establish a boundary because uh, there's an NDA, you know, the mm-hmm. way mm-hmm. way uh, this thing works, and the main reason why I didn't disclose all these things is not because uh, because there's something to hide. The main reason why it was not disclosed is because you know there are privacy issues. Okay, so uh, sometimes you know people don't want these things to be disclosed, like. imagine you know somebody wants to invest in you okay he's a private individual why would he want the whole world to know how much he has invested in you okay okay Now, these are the things which which can probably be part of the audit reports and all those things they don't want the whole world to be talking about that because the whole world then forms a different kind of a perception okay it's a small amount it's not a huge amount that i can tell you okay but more than that he has invested his himself 
in the brand yeah, and that's yeah. that's all people need to care about exactly and they also have to understand the main reason why he came on board okay it was uh, he's been into fitness industry and film industry for the last 30 40 years i guess and have made more than 100 110 plus movies and if you if you see his shows and the kind of stuff he has done he has never promoted anything which is wrong no liquor no tobacco but most <laughs> okay let's wow. not go there but I mean, yeah, he has I mean, never that, done those kind of that's things that's a very uh, good uh, yeah. observation like yes. he did not like i had my questions uh, yes. personally i had questions so yes. in fact uh, sorry to interrupt you and i'll i'll go to the question which right. actually you would love to answer right. so that's that's where the entire thing is coming from so that gets me to the next question where why mr sunil shetty hmm. why not any other bollywood star into uh, fitness hmm. so today there there's a young generation like yeah. the shahid kapoor's yeah. and the rithik roshan's and yeah. so was there a strategic move yes. from even even from the uh, you know investor point of view mm-hmm. even if he comes to you and invest mm-hmm. so was it a strategic move or it just you know just happened look i'd be very honest with you guys um so you know one thing that we have never needed uh, or let's just say we were never in desperate need of was money because we were we have always been profitable we we wanted somebody who and i've rejected term sheets uh, oh. so we we have uh, we have been offered uh funding several times there was a, a vc fund in bangalore i've rejected acquisition offers from uh you know some of the competitors i've rejected outright so if if the intent was to just take the money and then uh, you know blow it up uh i think i could have taken those and rather than going to mr shetty and then you know working it out the main reason was uh we don't want to become puppets in the hands of people who have financial interest uh we want to do things uh in a very clean and transparent manner when i said i want to make 50 million people fit i mean it you know and i'm not going to give up on that dream for no amount of money no amount of power so i think it's it's about sticking to what you want and just and just like uh, you know keep chasing it like a, like a mad dog that's what i'm doing and so when when it came to mr sunil shetty uh it was again purely out of luck you know we we never were uh, like looking for some kind of association it just happened and when we when we learned that he learned about squats and then he was interested in meeting i said you know this is it and then he spoke certain things and uh, you know i'm like a guy who doesn't open up you you really find me you know uh, talking to people except for like couple of people i don't easily connect with everybody so when he said certain things and those certain things you know and then you realize what he's talking about you know your wavelength matches and then he's like you know what jc this has always been my dream to transform this nation but i don't have the means i don't have the source i don't have the team and this technology stuff i wish i could figure it out and i told him you know what sir just tell me what you want and we'll be there and execute everything because he's the guy who wants to deliver the message and we are the ones who have the execution team. power yes yeah that's so, that's interesting here yeah. i mean that's that's in fact you know a lot of questions that people had on linkedins and you know what not mm-hmm, platforms mm-hmm. i'm sure now this will shut them up for good yeah and look at him look at look at the guy he's 58 how many people who are 58 can stand like him he yeah. goes to the gym does deadlift squats every single day and he looks like a like a like a 35 year 40 year old guy yeah. and he's 58 and that's crazy yeah, a lot I of mean, people who are 58 can't even know that <laughs> yeah a lot of people who are 58 cannot even stand straight looks amazing talks amazing quantifies his food lifts every single day i didn't come across any other actors who do that and i've met some that's interesting so here's uh, up for mr shetty as well you know to invest 
in something which is like really uh, intentful yeah. about the fitness right. so we wish mr shetty and your team a very good luck and a long so long much. long uh, association Thank you. so uh, now we go to a next question mm-hmm. um, you know that is something i guess uh, you would be interested in answering mm-hmm. so now if you see on facebook and linkedin uh, you know there's there are people or you know maybe individuals who want to you know update their uh, you know title linkedin title or wherever uh, they post their uh, cvs <laughs> is you know co-founders or founders or right. you know so uh, it has become a fad kind of thing and and i find it very 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 you know superficial to do that <laughs> if uh, in india specifically you know people don't want to grow horizontally they want mm-hmm. to grow vertically so what's that one thing which still gives you headache as an entrepreneur so i'm going to tweak it i'm not going to say that you know you give some advice but what's that one thing the worst thing of becoming an entrepreneur not worst thing uh, let me put it this way that it still gives you you know nightmares being being an entrepreneur i think uh, uh, being an entrepreneur and and you know if you've read my linkedin profile i say i'm an accidental entrepreneur and uh, i never took up the title of ceo so i'm not really ceo i'm just i, I call myself as the uh, like the ideator you know a founder and chief ideator uh, i don't i don't feel like calling myself a boss uh, i hate it when people start bossing around then there's there's always a caveat because see i'm i'm a people's guy okay i want to work for people if if it was in my hand i would give them everything for free uh, sadly you can't because then then the scale suffers mm-hmm. okay so you you can only grow so much and you can only reach out to so many people if if you just provide everything for free but over a period of time my intent has always been to make sure that you know somehow things should be comfortable for the end customer you know the the pricing should be perfectly fine the pricing should not be too much but at the same point of time the consultant should drive enough salary home because i don't want to create an ecosystem which falls you know falls in like a short term period i'm 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 looking at a long shot you know when you are talking about creating jobs in a slow economy you know uh, you're talking about creating making people fit when they are actually uh, uh, obesity crisis so it's it's very contrarian and and so most of the times you come across people who who don't believe in these things they say you know that's not how things are done i'm like but i'm doing it so i think the biggest pain point is dealing with such people who really don't believe in what you're doing but uh, but they somehow are still associated with do you do it for money probably yes. you know, most of them do it for you know yeah, they want they, to they don't see the big picture and uh, yeah. somehow they accuse me that i'm crazy <laughs> and uh, yeah so i think i think that's one of the main uh, one of the main pain points i'm just glad i have good founders and co-founders and partners mm-hmm. who understand this and uh, so so uh, this is i guess uh, related to what you said uh, you know most of the people uh, do it for money yeah. so now it's i guess again uh, you might be uh, well aware of the fact that you know people want to build their startups yeah. i have i've heard it uh, from a lot of uh, peers colleagues bhai ek do saal karenge we'll do it for one or two years and we're going to sell this off right i just want uh, you know brief from your understanding maybe a jc perspective mm-hmm. of how this should be changed or why it should be changed um, so i was i was uh, in japan in march at the mit boot camp and uh, i you know we were discussing about how humans have evolved and the kind of problems that the world faces today you know so japan predicts that there might be a singularity in 2040 now what could that singularity be it could be it could be the whole world you know peaking and going into chaos or uh, uh, you know it could be like people die something bad happens so you know when 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 you talk about singularity and these are these are people from mit these are scientists these are uh, these are people who who basically write the course of evolution so when these people are talking about it and i when i went there i was like okay 
So I'm not the only one who's crazy who's thinking in this direction. There's people who are seriously worried about that this thing might happen. And with the advent of technology, if you see uh, most of the airports, like I was in Singapore, Australia, they're cutting human jobs. And There was Sing- some uh, video with the, with the robo, I guess. You had, you had <laughs> yeah. Posted, yeah. I mean, that was nothing. But you look at Singapore, Singapore doesn't have manned machines. It's just machines. You Your immigration to everything. And it's not just happening in Singapore. It's happening in almost all the countries. the accounting jobs are going the the reception jobs are going there's there's machines there's there's ai and uh, if you if you trust a uh, trust a news and uh, you know the professors at the mit they predicted that uh, the whole world would lose up to 600 million jobs in the next decade so 600 million jobs you know india has uh, out of its 300 million jobs will be cut off in the country so i want to ask these entrepreneurs who who think in terms of money what will you do with all that money when uh, singularity happens when the world goes into chaos where will you hide that money because rest assured people are going to come for you and so it's better for you to start solving those problems prepare for the future rather than being a fool and you know try to find comfort see we've been living in peace for the last 50 60 years and we somehow uh, you know believe that this is going to last no you have to constantly work for it and if you don't work for it nothing lasts forever and so that's why i make it a point i wake up every single day I remind myself why i'm doing what i'm doing and that there are bigger problems and challenges so it's about solving problems i don't give a two shit about my competitors you know i i give a shit about what's going to happen to this world and that's what i'm worried about right now okay. and that's what i'm going to do that's that's very interesting answer jc like i wasn't expecting that answer but uh, it's like very insightful people should give a thought on it yeah. that when they are building something yeah. intent matters yeah. So uh that gets to our last question and mm-hmm. that's the mug and bucket question. Right. Uh so uh going back the journey has been amazing. Mm-hmm. Uh you know from starting very very small to be funded by the A-list Bollywood actor. I'm sure there would have been many moments mm-hmm. along the way mm-hmm. uh which would have changed things for you. Right. But uh there would be a day when the mm-hmm. actual chemical locha happened and the winds changed it, the direction in your head like right. you know something happened that day. Mm-hmm. So uh now dating back please shed some light on that moment which altered the course of your life the mm-hmm. mug and bucket moment which defined who you are today okay if if i look back at my journey i think i was a i was a desperate guy who was just trying to garner some attention from some people like uh, almost everybody who's who's young and in my age you know tries to do that you know we want to be famous we want to be famous without knowing what you know being famous means and uh, i used to hit the guts of these actors and actresses and uh, you know like I used to feel like you know I should be somewhere I should be something so that innocent that stupid urge was there I didn't know how or what and so I continued working like most people in IT but I never really uh r- never really settled down you know and uh, there was always this scabbolte usko keeda so I never really settled I would fight with people everywhere and my family was just just pissed off because I was the guy who was never fitting into any place I I used to fight in my school I fought in my college I fought in my companies and every time I'd call my dad he knew he knew that uh, you know kuch to bhi gadbad hua hai isne call kiya hai and then my family would always get me out of the trouble but they always say yeah to chance jeene de bhai I think uh, 2014 I came to Pune and uh, that was also a result of a fight by the way Okay. Uh, I had with one of my colleague in IBM. We ended up joining the same company surprisingly here in Pune. And that was again like this is like life trying to fuck me up. And so ended up in Pune but started working out and uh, you know I've been working out for the last 17 18 years but somehow I had got into the drinking and alcohol and uh, you know like drugs and 
cigarettes and all those things when I was in Bangalore. Came here and decided once my daughter was born that, you know, it's time for me to do something good. So I started working out and then people in the gym realized that, you know, I've got good muscles and, uh, you know, how you get one compliment and then you yeah, uh, start yearn for more. Yeah. You yearn for more. And so I would go in the gym and show off. And then over a period of time, I built decent physique. I was having muscles. I just had to do the whole fat loss thing and for which I started learning uh, from internet and that point of time you know Rithik was there Chris Kathan was there Jim Stepani was there started following these guys and then I realized that there was so much of misinformation so I developed interest I started reading researches and all those things so I think uh, between 2014 and 15 I built pretty good physique like as in shed almost all the fat and uh, I competed in this competition called Fit Factor and uh, soon after Fit Factor I was uh, also featured in uh, Men's Health Magazine and uh, I thought that you know things are going like something is looking up and then uh, I started uh, a page called Squats. The whole idea was to bring in a systematic quantitative approach. Uh, these are some things which I was learning and I realized how calories work, how, how uh, you know, the muscles work and how everything works, the hypertrophy and all those things. So I started putting together everything in one place. And uh, I think uh, after this health, uh, men's health feature, a lot of people started following me on, uh, um, you know, social media. And I was like, okay, I'm going somewhere. You know, I'm, I'm getting somewhere. People are liking me. I'm becoming famous. And uh, so I used to pretend. I used to, I, I, I'd be honest, you know, uh, I used to pretend that I'm a humble, nice, caring guy. But I was just a guy. I didn't know what, what am I caring for. Like, I didn't have a reason. I didn't have anything which I would care about. But, you know, how you have to be nice because people are being nice to you. And I think social media changes you in a certain manner. So I was nice. And uh, I think people appreciated that. And I was being honest. And I didn't know that being nice and being honest would be some traits which are kind of alien to people. So I just kept doing that and realized that people were kind of liking whatever I was doing. And so I kept doing stuff. I started training people for free because the occasional tips and, uh, you know, techniques which I was sharing on uh, the social media, people were liking. And I was like, yeah, this is a way to become famous, you know. So I started doing that. And uh, I think I started training people for free. And uh, I think everything changes when people come back to you and then they say, you know, you change your life. That is kind of an addictive thing. And uh, once you hear those things, you realize that uh, you have the power to, you know, impact a lot more life. So I think this whole metamorphosis happened in the last three years. And, uh, you know, whatever I'm today is just, it's just a culmination of uh, a lot of things wherein I started training a few people for free to realizing that I can probably make a lot of people free for a lot of people fit. And then, uh, you know, maybe my life is not so worthless. If I've come here, maybe I can leave an impact on people. So I think around 2015, we created this Facebook group. Uh, I wrote this Get Shredded booklet and uh, started answering people's queries. And uh, I would enjoy doing that because people were thanking me and whatnot. And I think I was, I was also kind of enjoying the whole process. And they were asking all these doubts and queries. And I was like, yeah, this is good. This is, this is, this is good. Nice. And I'm just being honest with you. Yeah. So that was, that was how I used to think initial days. But I think uh, uh, 2015, I also realized, like end of 2015, I realized that uh, some people really, really transformed. Their life changed. You know, like they came back from the verge of committing suicide. And that's when I realized, dude, this is, this is crazy stuff. You know, I'm not just making people fit. I'm like giving them hope. And uh, I realized that I was, I was, I was onto something. So I, uh, I started, you know, delivering seminars and lectures. And then I figured that we'll have to scale it up. We'll have to reach out to many more people. 
and how many more people so i read up on google i said you know how many people are there who have diabetes at that point of time i think it was 52 53 million people in india if we don't have enough gold medals but look at this we are number 1 when it comes to diabetes and number 3 when it comes to cardiovascular diseases can i take it up on me like no matter how crazy it is to reach out to all these 50 million people and make wow. them fit i hated my guts like i i look back and i say fuck man so idiotic i was like how could and and that's that's the thing you know i i don't somehow understand sometimes where did i get that courage so, you know i don't know how i was in that thought process you know people think there was this one bazooka moment one uh, uh one uh, you know like we have that uh, eureka moment but uh, there have been eureka moments trust me but i could not recall an exact eureka moment back then i was like completely different zone it was it was like a completely uh, different level of thought process you know so i don't think there was a eureka moment or something i was like things were moving i was like so sure that i'm going to do it and then i said you know we need a technical system in place we need people and i was like do this do this do this do this and uh, i guess my partners my co-founders they just realized that you know this guy is crazy and so they chose to believe in me we collected 55000 rupees each and uh, yeah we built our first squad.in website we started with 14 coaches luckily we got 139 clients in the first month itself because we were a huge wow. group by then we had roughly around 10000 people when we when we launched squads and today we have 500000 people Yeah, and we have 170 coaches so, yeah, so yeah i mean it's a, it's a long way to go you have yeah, come we have 1% way, still, of we have yeah. 1% of 50 million now so uh, if if i were to pick of what you said mm-hmm. i guess uh, while you were saying you know there was this one moment when you said that you know is changing people's life you know people yeah. are coming back from suicide mm-hmm. so can you uh, kind of you know uh, say that that was the mug and bucket moment for you in in a way i'm 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 sure you know like mm-hmm. you said there are a lot but you know that is what changed you internally to you know reach people with intent look i think things don't change you unless until you want to be changed i was i was tired of myself to be very honest i felt like a miserable piece of shit i wasn't fitting anywhere so i had this huge urge to change i wanted to do something with my life and i think because i was open because i was allowing this change to happen it happened a lot of people wait for a change to happen but it, it won't happen unless until you allow that change to happen and so you know a lot of people do things sometimes you know and uh, like how you say uh, you know with great powers come great, great responsibility i think in my case it's been the complete opposite with great responsibility i've got great powers to work on things so you know it was one person then two person then then 50 then 5000 and uh, this this whole community is like uh, i don't know not not <laughs> not to sound absurd but it feels like you know i i have to look after these guys Uh, like how you you, know, you look after kids right so i'm very protective as a community and uh, i i sometimes think of myself as a superhero that's that's <laughs> weird you you still are by the way for and, uh, lakhs of people i i i believe that if i if i'm not going to save these people who will so i take it upon me that it's a, it's a it's a great responsibility and uh, i think i think as long as you have that uh, ulterior motive that uh, uh, that that somehow you have to protect these people you have to save them sometimes even from themselves you end up doing the right things that's like it's like parenting you know you, you are a bachelor you don't know what parenting is suddenly you have a kid parenting is different right so i think it's just the, the whole community it, it just changes you it just engulfs you and uh, i think i think it's about this you know like accepting the change so over the last few years i think i've changed massively you know sometimes i'm shocked like this is me like not the same person who was like, used to be yeah, yeah who i used to be so i've changed changed dramatically 
so here's for the listeners so that was very interesting answer jc i mean uh, you opened up a lot of gates and right. this is not one mug and bucket there are like lots of mug and bucket moments that you have had right. and uh, we we really uh, you know appreciate the kind of work you're doing so uh, i mean like hats off to the kind of intent and kind of energy and kind of you know madness that you're uh, that you're carrying thanks bhai so now uh, after such a grueling session we are going to have some fun now okay <laughs> so uh, now you have options uh-huh. uh, so we have uh, three to four different games today uh-huh. with us uh, so first is uh, it's named wrong one uh, mm-hmm. the other is named as ulta pulta mm-hmm. uh, one is named as deep sense mm-hmm. and uh, the other is known as know your age So mm-hmm. I'll tell you quickly what these are. Okay. Wrong one is I ask you a question and you have to deliberately give me a wrong answer. Okay. Okay. Ulta pulta is uh, I ask you a question. You don't have to answer that. You have to. I'll ask you the second question. You have to answer the previous question. Okay. Uh, deep sense is something you know. We'll test your deep senses. You know, say for example, from the time you have mm-hmm. come from office mm-hmm. to here, uh-huh. how many left turns did you take, and you right. know, all those sort of things. Right. So just you know what kind of uh, uh, socks you're wearing. So that's right. deep sense. And okay. uh, general knowledge is know your age. So which one would you like? Uh, wrong one. Okay. Sure. Okay. Okay. So uh, you have to deliberately give me wrong answers. Okay. You don't have to give me right answers. So okay. when do we celebrate our Independence Day? Fourth of July. Okay. Uh, which number comes after six? Five. Which of the following is not a metal? Gold, resin, or glass? Plastic. How many months do we have in a year? Fifteen hundred and thirty-six. Wow, that's a good number of years. <laughs> Which is the tallest mountain in the world? And top hill. Ah, uh, half of two fifty is one twenty-five. True or false? A uh, false. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you you just caught up there, huh? <laughs> sure. Uh, you married to Deepika Padukone. Correct. Okay. Please listen to this guy. He is claiming to be married <laughs> to Deepika Padukone. So uh I eat a lot of junk food. Right, absolutely. How many colors are there in a rainbow? 18000. <laughs> We smell with our as <laughs> Which day comes after Friday? Monday. And the last of the section what is LBW in cricket? Long bold wicket. <laughs> okay. Let's have it up have for no JC. It was a very fun <laughs> session. Uh by the way, uh what struck with me is that you married Deepika Padukone and uh, we smell with our yes. <laughs> Okay then this is the last section now. Okay. So this is called as maybe prime minister. Mm-hmm. Uh so now if you have given a choice mm-hmm. or maybe you consider yourself mm-hmm. as being a prime minister. Right. And uh Tell us one thing, or maybe uh, you know things that you would want to change to our listeners apart right. from what you're doing currently. That right. one thing, may, it may be a small thing, it may be yeah. a big thing. Right. But what will you do if you come to power as a prime minister tomorrow? I'll make the entire education system free and accessible. I'd probably change the entire education system because I believe that uh, it's it's the country's education system which decides if the com- country is uh, a developing country or a developed country. people have to be developed or developing it's not the country at the end of the day if people are not developed yeah then the country is not developed right so you have to develop the people and to develop the people education is the biggest tool if people don't have roads if people don't have uh, water if people don't have electricity but they have education they'll build the roads they'll harness electricity and they'll find water so education mm-hmm. okay that's a very nice thought so that's it from the mug and bucket podcast guys until next time keep listening thank you so much guys and thank you so much for having you thank you for listening to the mug and bucket podcast if you like what you just heard 
Please subscribe to our show on iTunes, Spotify, Castbox, Hubhopper, or any other podcasting app you use. And please follow us on Facebook, Twitter, LinkedIn, and Instagram. Want the world to know your mug and bucket moment, which changed the course of your journey? Go to our website, themugandbucket.com, and click on Share Your Moment. We will publish your story on our website. Until then, take care and keep listening.